Whether it be with Vine, on stage, or on YouTube, there is one thing that Thomas Sanders consistently brings to the table. His unique personality. Many people, myself included, wonder whether these internet stars are actually like their on-screen personas. I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for Thomas when I say he is very much like who he is on his content. Positive, bubbly, goofy, friendly, and intelligent are just a few words that came to mind when describing him. But how does someone make a living off the internet? How do they get 3 million followers on YouTube and Instagram? How does someone win awards, collaborate with celebrities, and run a team of creators? To me, the question that many people need answered before getting to the rest of these is, what's a YouTuber or social media influencer? This is exactly what Thomas helps me explore as he explains to me the value of being yourself. But yeah, you, I kind of had to develop a very thick skin. Or not even that, it was just, you had to develop an understanding right. that people will say what they're gonna say, right. and you don't have control over that, and you don't know where they're coming from, and they look at you as a character, not as a real person. Putting yourself out there can be risky. Not everyone is going to like your content, and a lot of people will let you know. The thing that Thomas credits to his ongoing success is his focus on who he is, and people like that. I think for a lot of people, it's not just luck. It's the fact that they either have a very infectious personality yeah. or they went so far in their own direction that everybody's like, whoa, this is, this is new. This is different. And I, and, and it's because they, you know, like at the time I didn't feel like my take on like splitting. I, I did like the fact that I was able to employ my characters, but that I wasn't the only person that had been on YouTube creating characters that I talked to. A lot of the times I feel like when I see someone on YouTube, um, either from Vine or, or vloggers or anything like this, they go straight for, I'm gonna have myself be the commodity, as the, it's, the, it's the entertainment, like who I am or this version of myself on the internet is, is this. What you did is kind of the same, but then you were like, I'm going to make a character out of every side of me. Yeah. And then I'm going to make like a whole lore and world around that. Yeah. And then suddenly you have this kind of like universe that people are, are getting attached to and these characters that people are getting attached to. It's still you. And what's funny is when I watch it, I see my friend Thomas, who I've known right. for a long time. And I'm like, yeah, he's a little like that guy. And he's a little like that guy. And you know what I mean? He's a lot like that guy. Mm -hmm. But to that credit... I still try to encourage people to post things that they're passionate about because a lot of times people will come to you because they're interested in you making a cake, but they'll stay because of your personality. And you're, you know, like if you find that people like maybe more people these days are into commentary, people video are commenting on other people's work or criticizing other people's opinions and why those opinions are flawed and they're like oh that's the big thing let me jump on that and let's do that but people are like oh i followed you because i really enjoyed your passion for creating cakes this outlook is a possible reason as to why thomas finds himself so successful because he posts and tries things he wants to see happen but exposing yourself like that isn't the most comfortable thing to come off as honest it meant he had to be honest with his audience and himself here's what thomas had to say about starting on youtube i never I, I wasn't, uh, I gotta be honest, I don't think I was personally uh, 
smitten with the idea of being a YouTube uh, personality. I just took it as my opportunity to be like, the, the, the media that I grew up with was very like Disney or Nickelodeon mm -hmm. or cartoons. And so like, this was my opportunity to just take this platform and make that my own. I was like, well, nobody else will probably give me this opportunity. So I'm going to make this myself. And then I was also, it was like right on the heels of, um, I had gone to the streamies that year. Um, and I had been doing Vine for a while. And, and uh, my manager had encouraged me to start up a YouTube channel a couple years before, but I mainly only did like Q and A's and like a couple different, I talked about like being a nerd and stuff like that, like really simplistic things, like basic vlog things, but I wasn't really inspired. When I went to the streamings and I saw what these people were doing, including people that used to be on Vine, I was like, oh, I'm really limiting myself. I think, I think I could, I could do something like this. And I kind of, you know, I felt like Ariel. I was like, I want to be, where the people are. I want to do what they're doing because they were doing such cool things. And I was really proud of my stuff on Vine. Like that was a, a fantastic era. Um, but I was like, I want to go uh, back to YouTube. I'm now inspired. And I was like, I can do this. I can make a bridge here. I was, let me, I, don't get me wrong. I was, I, I was terrified when, when Vine did close down because I was like, is this the end? Because I, I was like, I thought I was pretty chill with the fact that if Vine came to a close at one point, I'd be fine because I was, you know, I had a chemical engineering degree and I had that job. But I realized it was something that I was really passionate about. I liked the acting. But it was, a, I think, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it may not have been ending on my own terms, but it was a beautiful end of that chapter where I didn't, it didn't have to go on too long. And I did, I made a Vine almost every day on that platform until its end. Things changed when Thomas began to get a team together, and this is where the real value of personalized social media content began to show itself. But then, uh, honestly, I think the it all really changed because of uh, my friend Joan, and you know Joan, um, came to me, and, and they basically were telling me that it was a kind of around the episode where I had, it was an episode between uh, my, my logical side, representing my mind, and my morality representing my heart and there was an episode about them conflicting and like how it you know in every decision it's like it comes down to my mind tells me one thing my heart tells me the other joan saw that episode and we're like oh this could be something this could be like this could be interesting and now it's more than ever because i need to support these employees and I want to make sure that they have jobs and that they can do something that they're passionate for. I have a, I have a wonderful group of people that dedicate hours to making um, videos happen, building props, buying things, creating sets, uh, you know, working the camera, editing long hours into the night. Oh my gosh, they do a lot. And one could argue it's like, well, that's a, for a YouTube video? And it's like, well, I mean, it's it's our it's our basic movie. Like we're creating little mini movies, oh, and yeah. but and and you can look on YouTube and you can see these people that are creating all sorts of things from different in different corners. When we had that viewing party, it was so nice. I got really emotional because I was like, "Wow, this is the product of all of that hard work." And we and I heard people laugh at the jokes, and I so many people were like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know it was going to look like that." So it's not just benefiting me anymore, it's benefiting all of these wonderful people. But 
I love the fact that this platform has not only allowed us to tell these stories, but to make a living on and employ people that this has been their dream. This is a side of the platform I hadn't considered. The jobs that are created by creating this content. This shows great monetary value in different communities, but there is still a value I think goes above all the others. Emotional content. Currently more people are diagnosed with depression, specifically young people than before. Whether this is because the stigma around it is lessening or not is besides the point. On these social media platforms, specifically with people like Thomas, a younger audience finds a healthy way of exploring their identity and feelings. Thomas's most popular series, Sanders Sides, explores characterized emotions and how they interact with each other. Whether it be well-known issues such as embarrassment or heartbreak, to breaking new ground with the much-avoided topic of intrusive thoughts, Thomas and his team have created a space for viewers to feel heard about common feelings that are strongly ignored. And Thomas isn't the only one doing this. YouTubers all over present a healthy dialogue of emotional content. I think the best stories that affect me are the ones that um, are comedic, they're lighthearted, because that's approachable, you know? I think they, that we talk, even the one that we're gonna do now is incredibly silly. It's incredibly silly, I can't overstate that enough. We're gonna be tackling a very, um, a topic that a lot of people don't know how to talk about the best that they can. And we're gonna be doing it in a very, as silly of a manner as we possibly can. And I think that's cool. I had a two-part episode where the characters had to deal with a previous heartbreak. Mm -hmm. um, that was what I found was a, a, a just an amazing cathartic experience of being able to take those take those memories and feelings that I hadn't really processed and write them down in a way that I could be like, oh, maybe maybe I can close the chapter on this on this part of my life in a way that finally makes sense to me taking inspiration from your own personal life to create art is the best kind of art. Like that's, that's a beautiful kind of thing. And for me, uh, several of these episodes and several songs that we've created have been things that we've taken inspiration from my own personal life. And I was of course nervous, especially dealing with romantic endeavors and breakups and heartbreak and moving on. And a lot of the things that we said or, or stated in, in episodes that dealt with that, like it's, it's, it sounds like it was very therapeutic for you. And, and that leads me to two thoughts. One is whenever I'm thinking about entertainment, um, you know, on YouTube or any other platform that is, that is free to join and you can create anything you want. Mm. Um, and then you start to make money off of it and stuff or mm. um, a following, if not money or, or influence. Um, I start to think about what the importance of it is. Like, what is the what is what is it what is it offering to the world when we have so much content? Yeah. And and also seeing how different YouTube is with the type of content that is created because it is mm -hmm. very personal. It is very much that raw truth. It is inspired by whatever is around me, whoever yeah. I am and with right there. It's not some mystical, fantastical story. It's it's all the stories that are inside you in your living room. Um, and the, the two things that you that come to mind when you talk about this therapeutic adventure that you have with your creative work, which I think is very beautiful, um, is uh, we have a huge, huge, huge lack of um, mental health facilities and professionals mm. in America. And so I wonder if the reason that so many people are attached to your journey 
is because they see you finding and working through these issues, and that kind of provides a relief to them as well. And that's the value that Thomas seems to get for himself through his line of work. Through his art, he is able to not only express himself, but figure himself out. By sharing his experiences, he gets more comfortable with who he is. And that's vital in such an uncomfortable field. I would say I was lucky to be able to be in the social media sphere when I was, you know, of an age where I was mature enough to handle a lot of what the internet has to throw at you. Um, because the internet is the internet. It is a beast. And you cannot control. Like, when you, when you get to a certain level of notoriety, you can't control people's opinions about you. There's going to be people that don't like you just simply for the fact that they just don't like you. Well, I think I think like social media is very much like being an entrepreneur. It's a mm -hmm. series of trial and error. It's a it's it's figuring out like a lot of people want to start and they don't know where to start because they don't know what they're passionate about. And that sometimes just comes down to let me let me just explore like um, let me just explore something that I, I happen to be passionate about and go from there and see if that has legs. Because whatever you do, you're, if it hits a hit, you're going to be doing it for a while. So you want it to be something that you're passionate about. Um, and don't be, and as an entrepreneur, don't be discouraged if something doesn't land and know that, know your worth, continue to know your worth. And I think also know that as a YouTuber, uh, you're flawed you will make mistakes um but also that you are you are not guilty for having feelings a lot of social media people are just seen as characters as two-dimensional characters on a screen and that's not that's a lot of people don't keep in mind that those people are just real people that are just they want to tell stories and, and some people just want to make people smile and they don't mean any ill will but they have they're real people with families and feelings that's that's going to happen. There's going to be people that unfollow for, for whatever reason. Their lifestyles may be different. There's, God knows how many times I've posted a, uh, uh, like a photo on Instagram that like just was like, hey, just it's international or it's like international coming out day. So and I always figure like people know this. People know this. I'm just gonna post another one. Like I'm proud. Comment section goes ballistic. I think they would have known by now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought. But no, they're like, you're gay? And like, just like, it, but like, it, and it gets really it's bad. It's so sad. That's, it gets I really mean, bad. Like there's, I remember uh, people going back to that post and looking at the comment section, like friends of mine. And they're like, I didn't know people still said the things that they say in those comments. And it's a sad thing, but it's just like, those aren't things that I feel like at that point, you just know it's the nature of the internet. After all of this, there was still one question I had. What job would move Thomas Sanders away from social media? And unsurprisingly, he had an answer right away. Oh my gosh. If somebody offered me, um, honestly, it would be a gig on stage or voice acts. I definitely, desperately love the stage. And I think that's somewhere where I want to explore and I want to end up now. I know I can pursue that right now if I want to. I just need to like freaking, you know, buckle down and just put together an audition set and like maybe find an agent that works in Broadway that could, you know, help. I'd love to do some voice acting. I've always had a passion for that. I know my manager is always like, why do don't do something for free. Do something that like they'll pay you for. Oh, so and I was fun, like, man. I love acting so much. I don't care. 
people are always working on accepting themselves. There's not, I don't think there's ever a final chapter to that. I completely I agree. Always on that journey. And I think as long as you recognize that and you're okay with that, you're okay with the fact that you're continuously growing and figuring yourself out. That's the big, that's the best thing that you could possibly hope to get to as a human being. I would like to thank Thomas Sanders for doing this interview. If you want a good laugh or just some fantastic content in general, Thomas's channel is a great place for that. This podcast was directed, recorded, and edited by me, Jack Palocco. My co-producer and lead researcher is Logan Ortiz, and our great music is by Greg Mobley.